0: Daily Drive is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses continue to work together to make a difference now and shape the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org radio.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Smith with Automotive News, and this is Daily Drive Rewind, a look back at some of our over 350 Daily Drive interviews with leaders from across the industry. Today, we revisit my conversation with John Allen, Director of Professional Services at Amazon Web Services, and Grant Corville, Vice President of Products and Strategy at BlackBerry QNX. They joined me in December to discuss the company's partnership to deliver a new intelligent vehicle data platform dubbed BlackBerry Ivy. We also talk about the capabilities they hope BlackBerry IV will deliver and how companies are thinking about protecting customer privacy and security. Here's my conversation with AWS's John Allen and BlackBerry QNX's Grant Corville. John and Grant,
2: welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you both for joining me today. How are you? Absolutely
0: wonderful. Thanks Thanks for inviting me.
2: Thank you for taking the time. So, A big week, uh, exciting news, big partnership. Uh, Why don't you uh, give our listeners an overview of what this partnership between AWS and BlackBerry is all about?
0: So, um, firstly, BlackBerry Ivy, so that's the name of the product, is something we're building together, AWS and BlackBerry. And so together we've announced a multi-year global agreement to develop and market Ivy. And Ivy essentially is an intelligent vehicle data platform combining, you know, BlackBerry QNX's automotive software and AWS's, you know, broad portfolio cloud services, including uh, IoT and machine learning. So if you think about it, you know, BlackBerry QNX provides trusted, foundational, safe, secure, reliable software to OEMs for systems in the car. And, of course, AWS provides extensive back-end trusted cloud services to OEMs to help them interface to the car, so both companies are already trusted and proven in automotive, which is absolutely fantastic. So, you know, both of us coming together, you know, we think we're providing the autos- what the auto industry, you know, is telling us they truly need, which is an intelligent vehicle data platform that scales across the OEMs and their vehicle models, enabling a digital ecosystem, and very importantly, on a global scale
3: yeah just to add on that what we're so excited about is really unlocking the sensor data for new yep. opportunities within the developer community i mean this just extends the ecosystem so wide for the automotive makers to really provide new use cases for them on warranty and predictive maintenance all the way extending out to use cases that's going to kind of really improve the customer experience in the vehicle and uh, you, uh, you know some use cases such as what we've always talked about for years right about Sensing a child in the car, how to prevent how to prevent that from an overheat a child being overheating a car, but it can open up other use cases with that data. So really, it democratizes data right now to be able to have a whole new ecosystem of developers come in and really improve that overall connected vehicle experience.
2: So you touched upon a little bit of these use cases and, and maybe implications for the industry, but overall, when you look at this partnership and what you both are, what both of your companies are trying to bring to the industry and, and to your customers overall, what does this mean for the industry? What kind of opportunities does this partnership unlock?
3: A- absolutely. I mean, it is like I did say, like I said, it really the sensor data. Think about how hard difficult it is for some developers to get access to this data. It's formatted differently. It has not been easy for the industry. To really open up that ecosystem with other partners, think about this as improving the plumbing. At the end of the day, right? About really taking that sensor data and packaging it in a way that our developers can have better access to it, in an easier way for our OEMs to be able to pull in that community uh, to extend out, expand out. Now, this partnership, what we're excited about this partnership. You know, BlackBerry has been an awesome customer uh, of AWS for years. I mean, we see how they work, the customer obsession that they look at. Um, you know, we're not pushing a specific piece of hardware. You know, this is operating system agnostic. We're given the customer choices at the end of the day. And, and Grant touched on it. When you talk about really our experiences in the cloud and you take a company like uh, like BlackBerry and just their deep understanding of safe and reliable how to operate in that vehicle. I mean, this is an amazing marriage to come together and really transform that connected car experience.
0: And, John, you're amazing. You made me smile when you said plumbing because I remember when we first started talking to AWS about this quite a while ago. Um, it's interesting because we were, we were talking and we said, oh, yeah, well, we're kind of like, you know, plumbers. We we develop embedded software for vehicles and other, you know, critical embedded devices. And uh, I can't remember who it was at year end, Sarah or Brett or someone Said, oh well, we consider ourselves plumbers as well, except our plumbing is in the cloud. <laughs> so it's and and honestly, that's just sort of a little tidbit. It's just an example of really both company companies align so well on so many fronts. Uh, you know, not just about the technology and markets and whatnot, but just sort of the uh, the attitude and the the approach and the vision that we had. I mean, we both saw to add to what John was saying. I mean. There's connected vehicles, uh, vehicles have been connected since about, what, 1996, uh, with OnStar. Um, but even as they're becoming more connected, especially more so today, they're pretty, still pretty much closed and, and, you know, bespoke mobile devices on wheels and they really don't have like a true vehicle to cloud ubiquitous platform to abstract the car um so really that that's what we're bringing to the table that's what we're bringing to the automotive ecosystem and and to the oems and it really is resonating in a big way
2: so one of the things that I've always appreciated about your brands as well, both your brands, is you're very customer-centric, right? General consumers and consumers, uh, uh, folks you know, like me that are, that are out there every day using your products and your brands. Grant, maybe we can start with with you. you know, certainly implications for the industry, but if when we think about consumers being at the heart of all this, what does this mean for consumers? And, and John, I'd like to get your perspective uh, to follow on to grants to that answer.
0: Yeah, no, great question. Um, so the way we see it is, you know, drivers and passengers, they can expect through BlackBerry Ivy, they can expect new consumer services in vehicle experience that'll be, you know, highly personalized based on their preferences. And it really, what Ivy, like I said, back to the plumbing comment earlier, it really gives the OEMs to the ability to deliver new features, new functionality and experience to customers over the lifetime of their cloud-connected vehicles and to do so in a way that's ultra convenient for them. And and just as a tangible example, and, and, and showing you know the, some of the early work we did with AWS, uh, last December, 2019 at the AWS reInvent show at, at the time, we actually put together um, what I guess would be a precursor to what everybody's hearing about today, where we had a vehicle on the show floor Um, we had a platform in the car talking to the uh, AWS cloud and where we were showing some direct consumer use cases. So one was all about, for instance, battery state of health monitoring and, and predicting the longevity of the battery and whatnot. Another was all about personalization in the vehicle. So personalization of the music and temperature and mirror settings, seat settings and whatnot. And another we showed where um, the consumer could actually order services. And the example we showed was, a, for instance, a car detailing company um, to go and service the vehicle, uh, the consumer's vehicle, and again, a very convenient way, but doing so in a way that was secure, that was safe, and that was managed by the automaker. So that was sort of a hint of, at what was to come. And, and again, the wheels were already in motion back then, but to your point, very, very consumer centric.
3: John? Yeah, to pile on that, I mean, you think about how different this is from an AWS perspective. We're a cloud company, right? It, it, this is on the edge, <laughs> right? There is a cloud component to this because over the error updates and configurations into the Ivy program. But, but we focused on what the customers need right now in today's and next-generation platforms it's so much on the edge we have got to respect the compute availability on the vehicles we've certainly got to respect the safety critical components and really add data protection as well because this is data that the oems own this data doesn't come back to amazon you know the IV right. component it, the oems decide where that data goes so this is so much different um, that we're using our edge capabilities the cloud is our machine learning our analytics and all that when you when you connect back to the cloud and you have not the low latency and you're able to make those connections, you're sending the data that you need back to the cloud. So this is really extending to the edge. I think is the biggest thing to take away with with using that power of AWS when you need it back in the cloud. And that's back to your your your, your question um, is is to really come back to how do you guys focus on customers? This is what the customers need. This is the, what the customers are asking for today.
2: So you mentioned that the automakers own the data because I'm gonna delve a little bit into not only that um, consumers' permissions in terms of the data they they choose to share, right the data that they have that they bring into the vehicle I also want to delve a little bit into into the suppliers um, and their role in this but overall you the 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 overall owner of the data that collects all this will be the OEMs in this in this instance in this case is that correct?
3: That's right. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> yes, yep. OEMs have ownership.
2: And where do consumers? Where do consumers give permissions? Right. This. This very. Uh, I think, highly uh, interesting and, and, and I think, you know, important area for consumers is the best way to put it in terms of who gets my data, who is sharing my data, do I have permission to give the data away or not? What is consumers' role in in granting permission or understanding where the data they may bring into the vehicle is going?
0: Okay, yeah, sure. So, um, as John mentioned earlier, the, the OEMs uh, own 100% of the vehicle data. The data is controlled by the OEMs, 100%. So not by AWS, not by BlackBerry, and that's a fundamental tenet of Ivy. So they have control over when and how data is accessed. They have control over that relationship with the consumer. And tying in uh, to what you just what you just said was, with respect to the data, that'll be between the OEM and it'll be between the consumer vehicle owner. Um, so that's not something where AWS and BlackBerry are looking to participate as it pertains to that, to that data ownership.
2: So it's an enabling process, less a, a ownership, less a uh, uh, capturing of the data for, for AWS and BlackBerry's
3: role in this. That's right. That's right. But I think a differentiator, I mean, we've been doing this for over 14 years with cloud security. Mm-hmm. I mean, security is number one priority for AWS, full stop, and with BlackBerry. I mean, it has to be secure, you know, and that's one of our big tenets. Um, And we have not only do we have the years of experience, but, you know, this ecosystem of partners and, and uh, best practices that come with that. So as people are using the vehicle data in the cloud, you know, we're designed to meet the most stringent security requirements. And part of that is making sure the data that the OEMs have, it's their data full stop. They, they access that data. It's through those APIs. It's that developer community. We're seeing this happen right now as the OEMs are extending the ecosystem to fleet, fleet management and to insurance companies. They make those decisions with those relationships, with those with those third parties in their ecosystem on who and when and how that data is shared. It's totally kept with them.
0: You know, that's a really good point. Uh, security is so important. I mean, one of the things QNIX is known for and trusted for um, is delivering safe secure and reliable software in the car. And there's a number of standards associated with safety and whatnot. And, and that's something that, again, for us to deliver our software into, if you think about it, systems in the car that are automated or even um, uh, autonomous features, all of a sudden you now have software taking control of those. Safety becomes extremely important, um, as is security. I mean, one of our, our tenants internally, as we say, you, know, you can't have a safe car unless it's a secure car. Um, And, again, that's one of those common elements that's definitely shared by BlackBerry and AWS.
1: We'll have more with John Allen and Grant Corville after this.
0: Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit Michigan slash radio to put your plans in motion. That's Michigan Business.org slash radio.
2: Where does suppliers what is suppliers role in this, right? You think about the suppliers that are providing components, sensors, Suppliers that are providing, you know, the head units, uh, connected radios, navigation systems, et cetera, and the OEMs are, are, you know, for, you know at the most high level assembling those components into their vehicles. When it comes to those highly connected components, what's the role of suppliers, or how do suppliers fit into this in this model? So we see
0: Ivy benefiting, you know, pretty much all of the suppliers and helping them accelerate the creation of a. a a global ecosystem in automotive. So, everyone from the OEMs, the Tier 1s, the Tier 2s, uh, silicon providers, mobile app developers, um, and even the companies that are offering some of those existing bespoke connected services today. So, they're going to leverage Ivy because as we've talked about, you know, it's enabling the OEMs to offer a common and standardized in-vehicle and cloud platform at scale and unlock the value in the vehicle data. So essentially, we're opening up opportunities for, I'll say, the existing participants in automotive.
3: Yeah, so if you think about this too, um, with the supplier community in the vehicle, you think about how many vendors and suppliers, it's 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 amazing how many different ones are in a car, right? It's not one supplier. It's an ecosystem. And then you get the tier two levels. And the beautiful thing about Ivy um, is the ability to take that sensor data from all those different vendors and be able to bring it together to provide value. You know, one thing to think about to pivot a little bit here is that, you know, when you buy uh, vehicles are in like tech, technical debt, tech debt, the day we buy a car, right? Because it's the technical technologists in the car, the day that we get it and being able to supply it's not only the not only the OEMs, but that supplier community, others, being able to make updates and improve functionality in the car has always been difficult to do. And so I think what Ivy's gonna be able to do is remove some of that tech debt challenges that we see in the life cycle of a vehicle. Historically, years ago, you know, we were talking about the beginning. Get a car; it was connected at the beginning, but that's what you got for years. This is going to allow us, not only the supplier community, but also the main OEM, to really make those updates and improve functionality over the life cycle of the vehicle to come.
2: Well, I also think there's a consumer. Bend to that as well, right? I mean, these over the year updates now look like the latest update push to your personal phone, which nobody has an issue with, and it's much less, uh, that looks like a recall or anything that is much more, I think, dramatic or at least viewed by consumers as a quality issue. This, this breaks through that. Would you agree?
3: 100%. Yeah, and I'll take this. Yeah, but it's also a safety issue. So it's, yeah. and I have, um, in my old world, wearing my old cyber hat, right? I always kind of cringed a little bit when I say it was just like an iPhone update. Well, an iPhone's not going to kill me if I have a wrong update. Sure. <laughs> right. Yep. Absolutely. My life up. So, so being able to work with, with, with our, our Blackberry 2 next friends and understanding that, uh, that safety reliability need under the undertone is so critically important here with the updates. Um, so it's not as simple sometimes as an iPhone, but I, I, I love the video or. <laughs> You know, people try to put a phone on wheels. Not quite. It's almost like a computer system of computer systems. It's a lot more complex. And that's one part of is going to really be able to help here is be able to manage some of that risk as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. OTA or software delivery to vehicles and, and you hit the nail on the head. You know, a vehicle is a collection of, I'll say, proprietary systems in a car, over 100 of them connected across multiple networks. So it's really your point, uh, a mobile device on wheels if you like, but it's really a, a collection of networks and, and a number of proprietary devices on wheels and delivering software to vehicles. Now, BlackBerry's been delivering software to, to handsets for quite a while and then we've taken that into automotive and we actually have OTA in their over-the-air over the software delivery of vehicles now in production and it's custom, it's not easy. You, absolutely, you can never compromise safety or security. So, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, doing a software update to a vehicle is much, much, much more complex with much more risk in automotive than it is on any mobile device. Absolutely. Um, but it's something again that, that we excel at and we help our customers implement those solutions and OTA is, is definitely integrated as part of, as part of Ivy.
2: So let's turn the lens a little bit to standardization. One of the things that caught my eye in reading about this partnership was the ability to take data from multiple sources in the vehicle, different formats, different structures, and bring some sort of standardization to it. Is... Is is and standardization has been in this industry for a long time, whether it's seatbelts, whether it's the you know, the, the, the nozzles that we put our, our gas pumps into, right? From a cost perspective, efficiency perspective, safety perspective, standardization has been in this industry for, for a very long time. Is data standardization the next frontier? And why is that critical to ushering a future of connected, autonomous, shared, electrified mobility?
0: Mm-hmm. Quite the question. So data standardization, if you think about what Ivy's bringing to the table, that's a big part of it. So standardization, a ubiquitous global platform, because, again, vehicles today are bespoke. uh, They are closed platforms. So what Ivy really is doing is making data access a first-class citizen, if you like, in IoT. So essentially, the, the OEMs we've spoken to, and a number of them are working on a platform, if you like, a connected services platform, and quick, and literally, they're spending tens of millions of dollars on these platforms, and it's all a means to an end. It's a means to get access to data and then, again, provide value associated with that data. So, you know, what they shared with us is what they really want to do is have that global platform that will offer a common framework in the cloud and in the vehicle to get access to the data, to, to drive intelligence at the edge or intelligence in the vehicle, again, in a common way and back to the ecosystem we were talking about earlier, be able to leverage the talent in, say, app developers that are in the, the mobile ecosystems today that maybe not are, that aren't automotive experts, for instance. So really, the OEMs are looking for this kind of platform, this kind of standardized platform, so that they can leverage the talent that's out there, so that they can focus on those you know, consumer-centric services that they're going to provide um, in the vehicle. Because without that sort of ubiquitous standardized environment, you just can't get there from here. So today, they're quite happy we're focusing on the safe and secure global platform, because then they can build on top of that. So as John mentioned earlier, it'll run on any operating system, it'll run on across vehicle makes, across vehicle models, and again, on a global scale. So this is a big effort to essentially bring bring that standardization to connected car data.
3: John, any perspectives? Yeah, I mean, but I don't want the word standardization to scare people either, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. part of this too is to connect developers, you know, in a flexible way to keep Mm -hmm. the experiences fresh and competitive throughout the life cycle of the vehicle. So sometimes when I hear standardization, I, you know, people get, oh, I'm not going to be able to, we have to do it one specific way. It's a standard data set but to allow the flexibility for this new ecosystem of develop developers to come in because it's very hard to manipulate this data coming off of multiple sensors with these multiple uh, suppliers that we talked about before standardization is there we have to have it for the safety and security but there's also a whole piece of flexibility to this is going to open up a whole new frontier of use cases we haven't even thought about yet quite honestly because we're going to have inviting in more people in now to be able OEMs can invite more people in to create these and unlock these use cases through the standardized approach, but really be flexible in how we can develop these cases.
2: I imagine that the speed to market of these innovations is such; it's more enabled. To, I mean, we're already faster than we were five, six, seven years ago in product development cycles, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, my sense is that this will accelerate these type of connected technology innovations even faster. Um, would you agree? Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll take Mary Barra, CEO of GM. She says we're going to see more disruption in the next 5 years than we've seen in the last 50. Mary Mary's been saying that for years, but she's been completely correct. Absolutely. Um, you know, partnerships like like this, you know, is just uh it's amazing how, you know, years ago when we first started in this, it was always the bigs that we were talking to every day, and then we're seeing so many smaller businesses and In in, Silicon Valley in play over the last 10 years, and I mentioned at the beginning is the democratization, and the clouds enable that, relationships such as this enable this. It just unlocks the opportunity for, there is a guy or a gal in Silicon Valley right now is the coolest idea that they want to put into a car, and before they wouldn't have access to it. This unlocks the ability to come up with new ideas and really to create new, new experiences for the customer.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's close with one more question. I uh, would like perspectives uh, from both of you. John, John, we'll stick with you and get your perspective. So again, it's an exciting week already, um, but you look ahead three years from now, five years from now, what excites you the most as you see this mature and, and thrive?
3: Right. I have been wrong every time I get this question <laughs> <laughs> over the years. It just <laughs> constantly changes, right? um Mm -hmm. i think that we've seen the personal experience and and years ago we see like these premium brands talk about moving your vehicle into the living room the living room in the vehicle that larger ecosystem of an extension of your life of a personal experience i get in my vehicle and it's an extension of what i have at home to my office and i get my office it just is seamless right before how long did you really use your vehicle 30 minutes a day and then it sat in a parking lot and then you drove it home for Well, in D.C., you know, 90 minutes on the way home. So <laughs> I, I see the vehicle in three to five years going to be a heck of a larger extension of your personal ecosystem um, because there's going to be so many other individuals in this in this group. You know, as you're driving home, we have talked about it for years about how do I personalize the car to you that it's integrated with the smart home devices. It's integrated, um, you know, with your calendar, it's integrated with your, you know, your larger personal ecosystems. I think we're going to start seeing that reality come to play. We've talked about it for years and we're starting it now seeing that whole ecosystem come in. So it's a natural extension in your life.
0: Grant? Yeah, no, absolutely agree with, uh, with what John said. And, you know, this partnership and what Ivy is bringing is, is truly going to be transformational for the industry. Um, yeah, my crystal ball is probably as good as my magic eight ball. So predictions are always a little bit challenging. Um, but, I mean, we've both been in the industry long enough um, that, you know, you can see the direction things are going in. And the need for this platform, I think, is obvious. And bringing BlackBerry and AWS together to deliver it on a global scale is exactly what's going to unlock that, that, you know, the vehicle as a, a digital extension of your life and really to be able to do it for, you know, every vehicle, all data at scale, that's really what, again, this industry needs. So I'm, I'm personally quite excited. I've been in automotive for quite a long time. Um, I'm very excited uh, at what's going to happen. And and that's why I really do view this as transformational. I was, I was talking to somebody internally the other day, um, and my, ba- my background is, is engineering, but, um, You know, I really believe that this is the hello world moment for connected vehicle platforms. And if anybody's a programmer over out there, they'll know what hello world means. So, um, terrific.
2: Thank you both for sharing your perspectives. Congratulations also for an exciting week and the exciting partnership. Um, the implications and the opportunity for this industry are just, are just amazing. Uh, wish you all the best and looking forward to hearing more and, 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 watching this as the, the weeks, months and years go on. So thank you for joining me today.
3: Great. Thanks, no, thanks for your opportunity. Thanks for having us.
2: That's it for
1: today's Daily Drive Rewind. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And for a library of all of our Daily Drive episodes, go to autonews.com forward slash daily drive. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, thanks for listening.